Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation. Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast. It's our 82nd episode. Again, I'm joined by Andy, our tech guy at GPS Training. Welcome, Andy. You're a bit sniffly this month, aren't you? I'll try not to cough too much. A little bit of a chesty cough, I'm afraid. It's like sitting opposite a packet of lozenges, Andy. <laughs> That's all I smell of, isn't it? <laughs> Have you been up too much over the last month? I would say too much running in the cold. That's probably what it's done it. Um, but yeah, no, I've been doing loads of training, ready for events coming up soon, actually, that I'm doing and later in the year. And I've discovered, I'm going to give you a little tip, actually. You get a tip early today. I've been training, doing sort of 10 mile 13 mile runs the same ones that I do on quite a regular basis and because it's been horrible weather and I kind of attract my normal running buddies to come out with me so you don't get that same motivation I forgot about a great feature that we have on the Phoenix watches the Epix watches and Instinct watches that we sell where you can race against yourself so the last few weeks I've been a bit boring out on my own but racing against myself which I find quite fun so you can go on to yeah if anyone's got an Epix phoenix or an instinct watch when you go into the starter run if you go into navigation from the middle left hand button you can bring up training and then race and activity and obviously you need to find that activity you've saved because i'm doing these same ones on a regular basis so it motivates you to see where you were the last time you see two little men running or ladies running across the top of the screen and you can see if you're faster than you were the week before so yeah that's what i've been doing that sounds perfect so you've been racing against yourself using your watch using the feet yeah i mean the feet i was looking back actually i thought if you haven't asked me but i thought because it's a little tip and customers start thinking oh does my watch have that and i was thinking which watches actually have it mm-hmm. how far back does it go and i think there was a lot of software updates for, so anyone who's got as far as i could see it was even a phoenix 5 phoenix 6 phoenix 7 the epics that we sell and um even the instinct one it must have had a software update so the instinct one and instinct two all have that where you can go into navigation training option race and activity so very good there you go excellent so in this month's gps training podcast we have the all new motorelli defi a true budget satellite communicator or satellite link it's brand new out coming out in the next couple of months then we're going to discuss some of the multiband options many of you have been experienced and the fix for that. We're also then going to discuss the outdoor show at the Birmingham NEC. Get yourself there. Um, we're there with GPS trainers. We're going to discuss what we've got there and also some of the other uh, stands and speakers at that event. And then finally, we'll have Andy's top tips. So without further ado, let's get on with this month's GPS training podcast. First thing on this month's podcast is an all new Motorola Defy, the true budget satellite link or satellite communicator. Last week, this was um, this was launched over in America, and it's certainly a disruptor um, to everybody involved in the marketplace of two-way satellite communication. It's certainly taken the world by storm, and thankfully, we're going to be stocking it when it comes out a little bit later. Um, well, it's going to come out in mid-April. So first of all, Andy, what are two-way satellite communicators and what other units and products do we currently have on the market? Yeah, so two-way satellite communicator is something that lets you send a message two ways. So send a message out and receive a message back using satellites. And also we use them primarily the type of device that we sell in stock 
you have an SOS button so you're sending a message out to a monitoring station that then gets your location again using satellites so when you're out in the hills out in environments doesn't necessarily have to be the hills where you've got no mobile signal and you're using satellites to get an SOS message out to a monitoring station that know where you are and then they'll reply back to you so the two-way means it's going both ways could be friends and family you message to say everything's okay i'm just a little bit delayed i've got no mobile signal they can message you back you receive it via satellites so great when we're off the beaten track and in areas where we're limited with mobile connectivity and to keep you all listening before you're going to go oh, off the going with satellite communication i'm going to tell you why i said this is a disruptor in the marketplace is Currently in the marketplace, we have a Zolio InReach Messenger, Garmin InReach Mini 2. Um, and that's quite funny. Just before we came on air, um, the dispute from Zolio, my wife walked in here to Andy and I with my mobile phone and said, um, with everything that's going on, Zolio are making a big step forward. They're going to really push their advantages over this product. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to be a big shake up in the marketplace with all these different products that have now come up to market over the last few months but just put in comparison let's let's say azolio we've discussed Zolios on past podcasts um can you remember the contract costs off the top of your head Andy? so 199 pound 99 for the Zolio product yeah and then the cheapest contract it's 18 pound a month 18 pound a month is there a subscription is there a sign up cost yeah at top of my head i might get this a few pounds out but it's it's between the 20 and 30 pound mark yeah so for, we're talking over 200 pound to get yourself oh yeah cause, i mean if you're looking over to, if you worked it out over 12 months you're paying 18 pound a month so there's you know, over £200 straight away, yeah. plus you always have an activation fee. So, Zolio, you'll be paying £200 plus over £200 for per year contract. So, you'll be paying £400 for your first year, then just over £200 going If you went for the minimum, year. yeah. Where the Motorola um, is £149.99 for the product and the first year of subscription, and then going forward, it's £5.99. Month, yeah, so there's a ma- I mean, when we start talking about this and get into the podcast, it is still, you know, it's not that suddenly we've got a product that's going to take away necessarily from other products that do different things, add different features, mm-hmm. different battery life that I know we're going to discuss. But this is just something different maybe for a customer out there who wouldn't have necessarily went from the other devices not necessarily cost maybe other reasons they're not needing that type of device and this is something that's just a little bit different at a much lower cost yeah. which i know we're going to talk and about that's what i thought I brought it in now 100 pound for the device and it's own 150 pounds for the first year con- it's just phenomenal we're buying something with a full year contract for less than the nearest the cheapest competitor yeah so when you pay that 150 pound there's nothing to pay for that first year we are going to talk about what you get with that and it's some bolt-ons like we used to get bolt-ons with our mobiles if you need mm. some more messages but it does come with a good number of messages and for that whole whole year and that's it that's all you pay so I think great. So right, okay. Let's start to these boxes. Satellite systems. What satellite systems is it using? Again, it's it's different than what. So yeah. So about. interesting. The so the Motorola Defy satellite link. This new device. It's using satellite systems called Immarsat and EchoStar. And the big difference. Doing some research on these satellite systems are they're what they call. They use the word geo rather than Leo. So the Iridium system that the other devices we've mentioned use use leo satellites which is the low orbit ones this one's using geo which is geostationary now interesting i thought the 
there's no satellites can be stationary but when i read up this is how sat- I got, you know what i'm like i go into every little uh detail of what it means i think it's something like they're traveling at seven thousand miles an hour compared to twenty-seven thousand miles an hour to the other satellites but it means they're going the same speed as the earth turning so yes they are in theory they're not stationary but of course as we know earth's orbit and so i thought that was quite interesting but i think the main thing with these what i've read into it is you're not having to point a device at a particular point when you go outside and you lock onto them potentially we've got a faster transmit and receive a message we've got some figures of things that we've seen people doing with this new device and what sort of figures they're getting but that's the main thing it's using this Imarsat and echo star and interestingly satellites i didn't know anything about um the Imarsat system i did a little bit digging on that and that was actually assembled in the uk and then um so built in the uk and then it was assembled by airbus defense in toulouse and I think there's about 14 satellites with the Imarsat system. And the Echo Star um, has got about 10 satellites. So they might just be approximate figures. I know these things change just from my initial research. So there's 20 plus satellites up there that the system's going to be using. Fantastic. And how quick are these? Because again, because the satellite's not moving through the sky. It's a bit like your sky dish, no points at a fixed point in the sky. It should be a little bit quicker sending yeah. and receiving. I mean, we haven't had a unit to test yet, so I've looked at different figures that people are quoting because there's been a few people out there who went to America with Motorola to see the product and they took them out into the desert and various places um, and did some testing. And I'm getting figures around the 20 second mark. I think the worst I've seen is someone who said, Oh, it took about 30 seconds, but that's to send a message by satellite, receive it at the other end 30 seconds so that's really really quick it's not you know often i'll send text messages using cellular and they're not that quick you know so it is impressive how quick those messages seem to be going through and as with any of the two-way satellite communications they also have an sos button on there and again this is manned uh, by a company called focus points aren't they with the sos response center there yeah so when so the device the device itself um it'll pair with an app like some of the other devices we sell so the app will be used for things like your text messages receiving messages and reading them because the device is a very compact small device which we'll go into when we get into some sizes and and weights so there's no screen on it but it does have a physical bright orange sos button so when you press that sos button you don't have to even have your phone paired it'll then send via satellites your location and then it's received by that focus point 24 7 response center very good so then communicating with a mobile phone so most mobile phones uh, will work with it's a case of downloading an app and the nice thing is it goes across both your cellular wi-fi and also your satellite doesn't it? so it chooses the cheapest option i suppose yeah. isn't it so the device um the Motorola Defy Link, it's just a very small compact device that you, you pair with an app that you're going to download. To Android, you need Android 10 or higher. And if you've got an Apple device, it would be iOS 14 or higher for the app to work. And once you pair the app with the device, it then, I mean, the app, as far as I can see, again, I know we haven't used it yet. It looks a very simple. The screenshots I've seen, just like any standard traditional messenger app, you can link it to your contacts. So you can find your contacts that are already in your phone type a message send and as john's just mentioned there it's clever as in now i know we've got other devices that do this it's not the only one that does this but it looks at have you got a mobile signal yes you have we'll send it that way so it doesn't come off your number of satellite messages person receives it 
they get prompted if they don't have the app to download it because if they need to reply back to you they need to download the app but it's free to download doesn't cost them anything your friend or family member then replies back suddenly you've got no mobile signal the continuity is still there even though you sent it when you did have a signal it then comes through to your phone via satellites and then the final scenario you then reply back again and you've now got no mobile signal it's sent by satellites the person at the other end never pays for the message it's just you either when it's done by your normal mobile of course there's no cost nowadays for most people with messages if it's via satellite it'll come off your allowance but it's nice the way like like some of the other devices we've got it switches between that on the app it's amazing these because like these hybrid devices now is is it you don't know you know you have a little symbol usually next to and i know on the other device you get a little symbol where it's been shown by the satellite or mobile network it just happens does it you know it's just totally yeah. just clean as could be isn't it and then the the cost the this is a big cost here. So say um, when we're talking about this, you no know, one hundred forty nine ninety nine with a twelve month contract. What kind of messages are we getting? How many? What number of messages are we able to send and receive by this? Yeah. Software? So when you buy it at the one hundred forty nine ninety nine, you're getting um, a contract with sorry, a contract a subscription with it that gives you thirty satellite messages every month for twelve months. If you were to go over those 30 messages, they do have some bolt-ons that are going to be available, which I know are going to be low cost. We haven't got figures on those yet, but they have said it's not suddenly you're not going to be able to use it. You'll be able to put some bolt-ons on because you went over your messages. But remember, this is 30 satellite messages. So loads of times you're going to be out walking in the hills. You have a signal, but for continuity, if you use the app, send your family member a message, they get it using mobile. You Sorry, you send it using mobile. Hasn't come off. And then during the day, You've sent half a dozen messages backwards and forwards. Two of those messages may have went via satellite. So the 30 messages is a good figure. Um, but you're getting that every month on that standard package that you get free with the unit. And of course, the SOS function is available all at the top. You don't need to use it, but it's available there all the time. And there is going to be a, there's a check-in button on the unit as well, which is a simple, again, you don't need the phone for this. So the SOS button and the check-in button you don't have to have the phone even paired. When you press the um, the check-in button, you'll have set up who gets that message and it has your location. Um, so you've got that quick quick way to send something as well, you know. And is the SOS included in all the contracts? Yeah, so the SOS is in all of the contracts. But I was looking ahead, you know, we're talking about after that first year, you then sign up again and it's only £5 a month for those 30 messages. So 30 messages a month, £5 every month. But they have a few other packages when I was looking at them. Um, there's a one that's $9.99 a month, but it's 125 wow. satellite messages. Now, the top package, the most expensive package was $29.99 a month, but that was 400 satellite messages so some, a month. So someone who's really off the beaten track, you know, going to be messaging loads, using satellite. They've got no mobile signal where they've went to, you know, 400 messages. And the final one I'm going to mention that we really like that we've not seen before. They have a package called the Freedom Package where, so for your second year, if you pay $59.99, it's just a one-off for that whole year, you get 250 messages. But where it's different, because I know when I first looked at it, I thought, hmm, do the sums. 4 is 30 messages a month. Over the year, that's more than 250. But that is just, you've got to use the 30 a month. You can't use 41 month or 51 month. Then, oh, I'll only use 10 the next month. But with the Freedom Package of 250, 
the way that works you could have a couple of months where you hardly do anything and you send two or three messages and then a month where you're away loads and you might send 60 or 70 messages or 100 messages that month and then you don't use it for a few months so you've got 250 messages that you can use with that flexibility for the whole year for 59.99 for the whole year mm-hmm. and it's amazing because we get a lot of customers who are buying these kind of devices for expeditions i'm away doing a long distance trail i'm away doing this i'm going to use it intensively for a month but then i may not use it for a, or i'll carry it with me and hopefully won't need to use it for a, a month or two i think this will really come into that and okay it's so affordable isn't it you know, it's, it's a nominal amount of money compared to what we've seen this is why i start up it's disruptor it's a real disruptor in this marketplace and be interesting to see how the other competitors react to this because yeah. it's not just a little bit cheaper it's it's significantly yeah. cheaper isn't i it? mean there's things you know when we go into some of the things we're going to move down to things that other devices do different and in, in that this device doesn't do but then not everyone needs those things so i think it's given people a different choice for someone who's using it maybe in a different way and not needing some of the additional features or battery life that we get on some of the other devices. I suppose it's when we, we look at the the coverage of where it covers as well is slightly different, I suppose. So let's, let's, let's talk about a few of the negative sides. Let's say why it's that little bit cheaper. What makes it different than the Zolio or InReach Messenger or InReach Mini 2? What are the downsides on it then, Andy? Yeah. I'm going to start with the battery life, but there's a positive to this as well. So I look at the battery life, the figures we've been given. I mean, we haven't tested yet. So don't, you know what we're like a GPS trim. We'll get the product, we'll use it ourselves and we'll test it and see if we're getting the figures quoted. They are quoting potentially a couple of days battery life, but I know from some testing that one of the companies we deal with has done on one of the, I suppose the, the beta models, they were talking about about 12 hours battery, but that was where they're doing a check-in message twice an hour. So 12 hours battery, whereas we look at when we talk about some of the other products that we've got, um, like the Zolio, potentially we can get 200 hours battery with 12 minute tracking. We've got something like the Garmin Messenger, just an example, 46 days with 30 minute tracking. So a different kettle of fish. But with the battery in the unit, um, when I look at it, it's a very compact, small unit. It's only 11 mil thick weighing 70 grams mm-hmm. so you can't pack it you know they're trying to keep it so light that you don't even know you've got it and really we're looking at it for that day walker who needs that peace of mind not the person who's trekking for days and days bear in mind you know every day you could plug it in and charge it up it's not going to take long to charge it's only a 600 milliamp hour battery but that would be potentially someone might look at that as a negative i'm going away for days and days where i'm not going to be able to charge i don't want to be carrying a power pack they may then go for a different device with a much bigger battery. And that's understandable. But we're looking in maybe a different type of market and customer who's buying this for that, that day walk in the hills where they've got no So we're very much starting to categorise this, really. So our in-reach products, our Zolio products, are going to be our higher end, those people a bit more extreme, going off-grid for longer periods, wanting some of the extra functionality, and most certainly this battery life, where the, the new Motorola Defy is going to look more at the the day walker, the yeah. person's going to do these intensively, but it's not going to be out for 12 hours a day. He's going to see mains power or power pack or something yeah. like that. At the end. potentially your day walker who's being sensible. They're carrying, you know, like we always recommend, you're carrying a torch, something to do an SOS. If something happened, you've got a whistle. And they're thinking, you know, I am in areas where there's no signal, but I'm not going as far out as some of that people. And they can't see justifying that expense of something that's going to cost £18 a month etc and they're not really needing that bigger battery life but suddenly you throw at them something that once they bought it 
there's nothing to pay for the year and then after that only five pound a month it certainly opens up that just extra bit of safety it, it might only be a day walk but accidents and happen on it you know half an hour into a low level walk it doesn't you know and there's so many places as we know we go to walking and hiking where suddenly we look at our phone and go Hmm, we haven't got very good signal here. So I think it's just that peace of mind, not necessarily in the mountains and hills, but just anywhere where mobile signal's a bit sketchy, you've got someone with that SOS button or never losing communication with your family. But just bear in mind, so the battery life would be the first thing. It, I mean, the positive is it's a very lightweight, 70 gram, sits in the palm of your hand, um, 11 millimeter thick device. The other negative thing is the coverage, isn't it? Yeah, so coverage is land-based it's not designed for someone marine and sea and we do sell a lot of in reaches we've sold zolios to people who are using them out at sea so someone going across a boat middle of the atlantic with something like the garmin in reach in reach device or the zolio they can press that button and they've got that coverage from what i've read i mean again we'll, we'll get some more clarification of this i'm sure as we start selling the products but i believe it's going to be about 30 miles out of the coast into the sea and then it would stop so you're not going to go much past that so someone who's maybe doing some kayaking just on the edge of a beach some sea kayaking and not going far out yes but someone who's going across in a boat whereas the other devices we sell have that 100 percent coverage that was the first thing I noticed. But again, we're selling it for really yeah. the day land-based walk and not the person using it for marine. And country-wise at the minute, whereas the other devices we sell have a worldwide coverage at the moment, certain countries we know have embargoes for certain reasons, whether it's at war or they ban the use of this type of device, but the actual satellites themselves are worldwide. With the system we've got at the minute, it's currently... So at launch, when we get this product to launch, it'll be all of Europe and North America... Australia and New Zealand and Latin America is going to be mid-2023, so mid this year, and other regions by the end of the year. But for anyone who's travelling Europe, North America, now it's going to work straight away, as long as, again, you're land-based, you're not buying it from marine. So we're seeing a negative. It just means that, you know, someone who maybe does do some boating and going to go out to sea and go out for longer trips than just these days we're talking about, you're going to look at one of the other devices. Very good. So you're actually writing a review at the moment, Andy, for it, aren't you? You should yeah. be a review. I don't know where you're aware of this, are you? I'm picking up a product on Friday. So uh, I think you've heard that conversation this morning. So we're recording this on Tuesday. Podcast comes out Wednesday. On Friday, I'm meeting someone at a service station on the A1 to do a dodgy swap to get a device. <laughs> um, I'm actually down the South Downs this weekend delivering a training course. So I'm going to do some videos when I'm down there. It's coming back up to Northumberland for Andy to play with it on Monday. They did want it back on Monday, but I persuade them to let us have it till Tuesday. So Andy's going to take it to pieces, literally take it to pieces, Andy, get your screwdrivers and see what you think of it. <laughs> take it to pieces on Monday, dissect it. We'll produce some more videos. So Andy's article hopefully will be um, filled up for videos yeah. and things and we'll have a really good understanding by this time next week um i'm hoping that we're going to be the experts of it it comes out mid-april which will be interesting to see um if it's normally gone give us these things that always just roll on and roll on but they seem quite confident it's gonna be out mid-april yeah orders are in so as soon as they're launched or they're away well they've been released um, the stock will be arriving with us and uh, yeah we'll be able to do our, our online training videos and things Andy and yeah. give you guys the usual support we can anything that I've missed on that before we move on 
No, I think really we're, we've covered, you know, what we haven't got the unit in my hand, so it's only what we've seen, what we've read, reports we've had. We like the look of it. We're thinking just the cost. It's going to give us something different. It's not to take away any of you sitting out there thinking, oh, you guys, you pushed me up with a zone. Um, sorry. Push me onto a Zolio for whatever reason, or a Garmin inReach. They do so many different things, whether it be some of the navigational features we have on the Garmin's, getting grid references, weather data, all these extra extra functions we don't have on this device because it's purely for uh, sending a message, SOS, turning your phone into a two-way satellite communicator. So it's a different type of device, really. Someone who's going on multiple treks are probably going to look for something potentially slightly different. This is for your day walker, your day cyclist, out for the day in areas where they're not sure about mobile signal and just really for peace of mind, isn't it? Most certainly. Something lightweight, yeah. compact, easy to use. It certainly, yeah. I say, it shakes up the marketplace. It's interesting to see, see what happens over the uh, coming months and, again, to get our hands on it and, and, and see exactly how it performs. But again, we're very much looking forward to To find out more about the Motorola Defy, please just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk. Click on GPS Store on the top menu bar and then two-way satellite communicators. The next thing on this month's GPS Training podcast is the multi-band problem. Uh, we mentioned this in a newsletter, I think, what, two or three weeks ago. Um, and uh, yeah, it was one of the most well-received um, newsletter articles from people having this issue. So, Andy, this is for units with multiband, which are Garmin GPS Map 65S, 66SR. To be honest, no. for some reason, it just seemed to be the 66SR that was okay. affected. Um, initially, when Garmin said that record seen a problem, they thought it was the 65S, but as far as we can tell from the software update that was released, it was just the 66SR. So what uh, was the problem then? So it came a little bit out of the blue. We just um, <coughs> happily using the devices, no problem. And then we started, to, as you know, when we set up the devices before we send them out and test for custom, uh, put settings in them. Um, when we had the units on multiband, so on the 66SR and yeah, system settings for satellite, you got multiband, we were finding... Once we turned the unit off and back on, they weren't locking on the satellites if we'd done a software update on the units. And what happens in the Garmin units, it happens on a lot of other units, but for some reason this just affected the 66SRs. They get a file. Um, now, I know they sometimes use different terminology. I know it as the EPO file, and I can't even, I can't remember what it stands for. I would say elliptical position orbit, something like that. But it's basically not being too technical. It's telling the device where satellites currently are and that file will then expire and then every time you connect it to a computer with Garmin Express or as we found if you've got your GPS device synced with Wi-Fi or Bluetooth in the Garmin Connect app this file should get updated so that file helps it just lock onto the satellites just that little bit quicker not that we tend to notice a massive difference with the multiband so what happened is somehow this file was getting corrupted only on the 66SR units. So initially, when it was looking for multiband, it couldn't find any, and it was just not showing any satellites at all. The temporary fix that I was telling customers was to, you turn off the multiband, and for some reason, if you turned it to GPS only, left it a couple of seconds to start locking on, then turned it back to multiband, it was absolutely fine. But of course, that's not, you don't want customers having to do that every time, you know. So it was reported to Garmin, they had acknowledged the fault straight away, they knew there was a bug, in the way the file was going over and they basically released a new software update not too long after we notified them about the issue yeah it's a couple of weeks later wasn't it? i think they yeah released so to do the software update we put on the newsletter that use garmin express plug your unit in on a computer check for software updates you can ignore any map updates and look for any firmware updates 
install the latest firmware that solved it but interestingly i had a call from a customer the other day who said i've tried what you said on your newsletter and it's saying there's no updates available i should have also put on the newsletter and this is what we realized from this customer he had had it connected to his wi-fi and the update had went in anyway automatically so when i got him to go into his setup and about he had the latest software so anyone who had a 66sr and you haven't updated it in a couple of months it's worth just garmin express check for updates look for any firmware updates or if you've got it paired with your wi-fi or your bluetooth and your garmin connect that update should have went on and it's 100 percent fixed the problem and the units even seem to be locking onto satellites even quicker now so i don't right, know if it's done okay. something else but do we know what that last software update was too or not? I'm test you off the top of your head here. I have time. a feeling it was 5.70, but I might be wrong. Well done, Andy. 5.70. That fixes. I've just looked back to the newsletter on the on the platform. <laughs> we please advise that there is a new firmware update 5.70. I can't remember what I had for my tea last week, but I can remember just some random number from yeah, it's a bit strange, but yeah, no. So five. So when you go into your unit, if you've got a sixty-six SR, if you go to the main menu by pressing your menu button twice, go on to setup, press enter, and then look for about. It's normally right at the bottom. Five point seven is the latest software version that fixed that little glitch with the EPO file and just update it using Garmin Express on a computer or connect it pair it with your Wi-Fi and that should put the update in. Fantastic, so brilliant. So if you're not updated your um, G66SR recently, please do just update it and that will sort out the problem. The next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is the Outdoor Show, or to be more precise, the National Outdoor Expo at the Birmingham NEC. Again, we've been mentioning this a little bit in newsletters over the last couple of months, but we'll be at the NEC on the 18th and 19th of March. So if you are heading to the um, National Outdoor Expo at Birmingham, uh, come along, we're on stand J23. We're actually sharing a stand. Well, I've paid for this. I'm a bit baffled by this. I just had a conversation before I came on. I've paid for the stand, but Zolio are on the stand uh, as a guest. But I see Zolio are, are listed separately as an exhibitor, but with our stand number. Interesting. So, <laughs> so I just said to a, my colleague who rang up, I said, I see Zolio are listed as our stand. He said, oh, yes, I did that. It's very nice. Um, but I pay for the stand and Zolio there. So it's really nice. Toby is in charge of Zolio. Really nice guy. Very knowledgeable. I've met him over in the Lake District. And uh, he's coming down and they're going to have, I think, a third of our stand. And um, I'm going to tell you all about the two-way satellite communicators. Um, I'll be there with Garmin, uh, myself. We've got GPS units there. Because we're going to be limited with space, we will have watches there. But I think the watches may not be on show. We may have some in, in a locked cabinet if you're interested to see them. But they're mainly uh, with GPS units. Um, who else is or what else is at the show? They've got over 30 speakers on two stages. They have an international stage with people like Ben Fogel, Julie Bradbury, Ray Mears. Helen Skelton, you might remember, off Blue Peter for six years. She was the also the first person to um, cycle to the South Pole on a bicycle, she was. And then there's an outdoor skills theatre, and there's people talking about fell food, how to prepare for an outdoor activity. OS, Ordnance Survey are talking, Country of Walking magazine are discussing the A to Z, a place to walk around Britain, plus lots, lots more. And there's over 200 trade stands there as well. So this is the, um, I think it's the second year it was supposed to happen pre-COVID. Um, it was then delayed with COVID. Last year was a, a, a massive event. Um, I've seen quite a few videos on YouTube influences and people there, so there'll be quite a lot of 
interesting people there. I know uh, we mentioned this in the newsletter a couple of months ago, and many of you have already got your tickets sorted because I've, I've actually spoken to a few people who are looking at um, GPS units and say, oh, well, we'll see at the NEC instead. So if you are um, free on those days, please do come along. It's 9 o'clock to 5 o'clock on both Saturday and Sunday. If you want to find out more, just go, just Google National Outdoor Expo, and uh, we look forward to seeing it at the Birmingham. See, come along. There's myself, Jay, my wife will be there. Tom, who's the distributor for Garmin, and also I say Toby from Zolio on the stand. So come along, say hello, catch up with you. We've got some, I know, giveaway leaflets. I think there's some other bits and bobs uh, that you can come along. So and uh, yeah. And fingers crossed you can join us at the National Outdoor Expo. Are you taking your autograph book? <laughs> I'm going to talk to you so you can get a picture with Ray Mears or, uh, or Ben Vogel or, or any of them. Julia Bradbury. Well, I met Julia Bradbury, if you know that. I've walked with you Julia have, yeah. Bradbury. So, uh, yeah. Take your G- GPS train, get your GPS training hat on and a picture behind them. Exactly. Right, yes. Yeah. It's a photo bombing, they call it, isn't yeah. it? So, I'll get you for that. Yeah, so, yeah, it'd be interesting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, actually. I think it'd be nice just to be there, present, and uh, meet some people within the industry, meet you guys as well. And, uh, yeah, it'd be really nice. The next thing on this month's GPS Train podcast is Andy's top tips. So, Andy's top tips. First one is related to Garmin Basecamp, isn't it, Andy? That's a tip I've never, ever done before. And it was interesting that a customer phoned me and said, um, if I'm doing routes in Garmin's Basecamp software, I send them to the unit. I love a route with some nice pubs along the way, which I could just agree with as well. He says, sometimes I just like to at any time glance at my route and see how far it is to the pub that's coming up. So it doesn't have to be a pub, it could be anything. Now, I knew on the watches, on like, say, the Phoenix watches, they brought out software updates where they call it up ahead. You have to use Garmin Connect. It's a bit, it's not always the easiest. I have done it on Garmin Connect where when I did the Montaigne Spine last year, I had, we all laughed when you saw Nicky's Burger Bar. So I had little checkpoints marked. So at any time, so this isn't seeing the distance as the crow flies. So if you've got a, a big long route, you're looking at any time on the watch at that data to say how far is it to that checkpoint and it's telling you as per you, you know your route that you're traveling on and i thought i'm not sure about doing it on a handheld using basecam software but i did a little bit delving and it's a screen i sometimes forget about and don't often use so on the, on a lot of the handheld devices certainly the newer ones that we sell like to so the montana 700s which is what this gentleman had the 66 S range we have something called active route so if you go to your main menu and you can see a screen called active route this should work the way you do it Garmin Basecamp you know we've got lots of videos if you bought a unit from us you've got the online training resource that you get free for a year all the videos on Basecamp planning a route it doesn't matter if it's a track whatever it is when you've got that route live on the screen you then look at where that pub <laughs> that checkpoint the restaurant whatever you're wanting to stop it is and you use the waypoint tool in Basecamp, so it's the little flag icon within the creation tools. You drop that, you've got to drop it right on top of the route where you want it, and then it appear as a flag in the bottom left-hand window. You right-click on the flag and rename it. You've got to give it a unique name, so if you say pub, you're a bit snookered when you do your second pub, so could be pub one, pub two, could be the name of the pub, the old nag's head, whatever, but you name it, and then when you send it to your GPS device, you send the route, the track, and the waypoints, and then what I, I did a little test just to check it worked on your GPS when you go where to magnifying glass, the find button, load your route or track and start navigating with a pink line on the screen. 
if you go to your main menu and bring up active route as you move and it shows where you are with relation to those waypoints you've marked so it's not again it's not as as the crow flies it will say the nag's head is six mile away five mile away four mile away so i just thought it was a bit, a bit of you know the customer was um he was looking he wasn't sure if we'd be getting eta i couldn't quite whether i could do that i had a bit of play about and i was struggling but i think he was happy that we could get the distance and be a distance not as the crow flies so that's quite good really i think for checkpoints events and things you can put your checkpoints in there yeah. then you know you're five miles off the checkpoint rather than because actually a lot of the events give you the gpx file of all 60 70 100 200 miles yeah. but actually if you can put that in those for your each of your checkpoints you don't have to keep loading separate gpx files so, so if i hadn't thought about that screen and known about it if i just put a waypoint in the unit and said you know that yeah checkpoint or pub whatever mm-hmm. in the unit of ad went find or where to waypoint go it just draws a straight line to it if i've got it set as this auto routing fair enough if i've been in a national park with the right map and i could get it to snap the pass but really you're wanting to stick to that route you've planned and know how far it is along that route and it seems to work well i haven't done a proper live test other than just walking out the building here with a couple of points i marked around the corner it's something i'm interested to try next time i go out and i do a route i'll 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 give that a bit more of a test so i just thought it was interesting and the customer asked us if it could be done so it's not something i've ever done before so i'm pleased that we're able to find a solution and then the second top tip is Garmin Topoactive Maps. Yeah, one of my biggest uh, challenges is normally when Garmin bring out a new update for their free Topoactive European Maps that you get free on currently the units we sell, the 65S, 66, um, I and SR and the Montana 700 range and the Etrex 22s and 32s. Whenever Garmin bring out a Topoactive Europe Map update, I'm normally inundated with calls saying the update's failed, it hasn't worked, various reasons. So I just wanted to run through because Garmin did a really big update. It was either end of December, early January. So the latest topoactive European maps are now uh, numbered 2022-10 version 22.11. Split into three regions now, which I think actually the one prior was. So when you first get a unit, it's got the one from 2020, which is normally just West Europe and East Europe, if I remember. So it's now West, East and Central. Things that make it fail. Now, I'm human. I sometimes forget this. I was updating one of my own units the other day, which prompted me to do this tip. So one of our units in the training bag, oh, I just put the new map in it, plugged it in, Windows computer. I've been doing some other stuff prior on the computer. Garmin Express, check for updates, maps go. Within about 10 seconds, red box at the top, failed, error. I then looked at the toolbar at the bottom of my computer. I still had Garmin Basecamp open. We've mentioned this on newsletters before. I've mentioned it on podcasts a long time ago. Garmin Express and Garmin Basecamp don't like to be open at the same time. Because if you open up Garmin Basecamp and it's reading the maps already on your unit and what have you, and then you open up a software that's trying to update those maps that have been read by another software, it doesn't like it. So if you are going to update the European maps, um, close Basecamp down. Make sure you've only got Garmin Express open. The second thing I get is, and a lot of customers, when they've had the problem and are dialing to their computers remotely, if they've got that free support from us as part of their gold package, they're, they're amazed when I say, well, I think it's failed because your computer shut down. And go, oh, my computer doesn't shut down. I just walked away from it. And they think it's just the screensavers come on. But a lot of computers have a default setting when you go into your power save or battery settings that says, one customer's computer I dialed in the other day, it was shut down after 15 minutes. So it doesn't physically turn the computer off. 
but to save power it shuts down some of the bit processes in the background and that'll often eject a usb device or stop it downloading an update and make it fail so you've got to go into your power save or battery settings whether it be mac or windows and make sure the setting that says when plugged in make sure you set it to never turn off doesn't matter about the screensaver coming on but it's a setting you normally see never turn off that's the second thing the third one is if you've done all that and you're doing the update just bear in mind some units don't have enough memory for the maps now if you've got a montana 700 series especially the ones with the city navigator you, when you go to do the update you can then click on something called map manager and if any of you you've got other units and you see that because it's going to start coming i think for other units as well if you see an option that says map manager in garmin express you can then tick and untick and then select region so if you've got city navigator and the topo active maps there's two boxes to tick and untick bear in mind i had a customer the other day after the update said i've got no maps and when i dialed into his computer he'd untick both the boxes so you have to have the boxes ticked to say that's the maps you want and then go into the regions and pick the region i only want west europe what he'd accidentally done is untick both the boxes so and he said, but why would it want you not to have the maps? Well, someone might want to clear all the maps off the unit to put some on for another part of the world. So if you untick the boxes in Map Manager and then say continue, it wipes the maps off. So it's just being careful of things like that. And hopefully it's just a few tips there just to get you on the right track. Yes, with some of the older units, you will need to. It will tell you you need to put a micro SD card in. You can't use the one that your OS maps are on. That won't have enough memory. So it means if you do want those maps updated, you're going to have to use the Europe maps on a separate card and never any bigger than a 32 gig card. Otherwise, it won't work in the unit. We tend to recommend a 16 gig card. So I hope that's just helping you, any of you who are going to try and do the Topo Active Europe map update. And there's videos there in the online resource for people wanting to do that. I know Andy did some videos of updating those maps there in the online resource. I mean, for the Montana 700 anyway, haven't you? So <clears throat> there's a Montana 700 updating your preloaded Topo Active maps and City Navigator use Garmin Express for Windows. And then you've also do one for Mac yeah, users. I updated those videos a little while ago because they added this new feature where you say manage maps. And then you can pick whether it be the City Navigator or the Topo Active ones. You can tick them you make sure they're ticked if you want them but then you go into select regions and you can break it down it's more for the units where like so the 700i and 750i there's not enough memory on the unit if you want the whole of europe but you don't necessarily need all of europe so you can pick what you want the only alternatives if you're not using an os map card just put a micro sd card in the back a 16 gig one's ample but if you are using the os map card and you want all of europe on your unit on that type of unit unfortunately you will have to carry a different card when you want to view those european maps okay for people who don't have access to the online resource that's actually in the free section of the online resource so again if you haven't got a unit from us you don't have a support package with us if you just go to gpstraining.co.uk click on online resource and if you register for a free membership of the online resource you get access to a number of videos and that is one of them so if you've got a montana 700 and you get access to module one there's actually 13 videos you get access to and one of them is updating the top active mapping for both pc and mac use for montana it's just to give you a taste of what's available yeah. you won't get access to the other 40 or 50 videos no. that's only the customers who have bought a unit office and they get that for the first year or they subscribe to one of our support packages where you get all the 60 plus videos and and we both mean this wholeheartedly thank you so much to the people who subscribe to the online resource and buy from us because without you guys we wouldn't have a job and that is as straightforward as that um you guys pay for the podcast you guys pay for everything you know keep us all in a job so you guys who subscribe to the online resource for 50 pounds a year 
thank you very much because actually that pays the wages and the guys who buy, or guys and girls who buy the um, units from us that again keeps us in a job so again thanks for everybody who, who supports us in whichever way you can it is really very much appreciated to find out more top tips please do sign up to the gps training online resource which is full packed full of videos as i said go to our website which is gpstraining.co.uk and click on online resource on the top menu bar and finally many thanks for joining the latest sorry thanks for listening to the latest gps training podcast if there's anything you would like us to cover in future episodes please do get in touch and please do get in touch if you're thinking about buying an outdoor gps unit I'm away to the South Downs this weekend. We've got a number of courses coming up around the country as we start, um, as we hit spring, we'll be traveling around the country. So again, go to our website, look at the GPS training courses. We do two-day Garmin GPS training courses or one-day SAP training course. If you're unable to join us one of our training courses, um, again, please do sign up for the online resource. Also, we do two-hour two hour Zoom calls, and, and you'll join Andy on a two-hour Zoom course where you can go through very much specific um, subjects if you do like the podcast please do leave us a five star rating and a snazzy review and andy i we tell the news of what's happening next not next yeah next month we're actually don't look at me funny we're actually moving no, I don't, um, think that. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at i'm doing a marathon next month i was thinking about actually no that's april sorry it's april time we're moving um yeah we're forget. moving um next month so um we're busy um, building new offices as we speak. So fingers crossed, everything goes to plan. Um, either before Easter or after Easter, uh, we'll be moving just up the road to Rothby. We've outgrown our current location and we're building some purpose-built uh, offices and training rooms and everything else to go with it. But we'll talk more about that next month. Um, so we're busy kind of managing that at the moment. Um, and no, we're hoping to, we've got a course coming up in April. Um, in Northumberland, don't oh, we? Yeah. Yeah. So that's our deadline. If I have our meeting and new training room ready for that date, of Andy delivering that course. Otherwise, I don't know what we're going to do, Andy. We'll do something. I'll, just, I'll, bring, I'll, bring a, I'll bring the van over and we'll just sit in the back of the van. And... <laughs> that's the deadline yeah, there. I'm so sure. we'll put some pictures and things online as, as things progress. But we're hopefully, well, we are moving. Everything's going very well. Um, we're spending a fortune on that move. Uh, so we're very much looking forward to it. So thank you, Andy, for joining me. On this month's GPS training, I hope the cold gets better. Yeah, I didn't cough too much. You actually cough less than what I did. Actually, so I, I could give. I've got cough sweets. That's all I've been eating all day. <laughs> Maybe you've passed it to myself. But at the moment, in Andy's in separate office, we have a we have the poorly office and the healthy office. Now I've come into the poorly office to do the podcast. So, yeah, thanks very much, everybody, for joining us. And again, thanks Andy for joining us on this month's GPS training podcast. Thanks for listening to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation.